everybody, happy Pride, and welcome to Comic Book Queer's Legacy, episode 89. I am your host, Brett, and I am here with my co-host, Evil Jeff. Hello, Evil Jeff. Hi! Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Today, we're going to celebrate Pride by talking about comic books. And I don't know if you realize this, but today's episode is in rainbow. Funny story. Um, Jeff and I, that's my husband, we were celebrating our 11-year wedding anniversary yesterday. Oh my god, you're old. We went day drinking and... No, we got married at five. Uh, it was an arranged marriage. We went day drinking and we were at um, Boxers in Hell's Kitchen, drinking on the rooftop, uh, checking out this beautifully gorgeous guy. Uh, I was so attracted to him that I immediately knew he was straight. <laughs> you immediately divorced your, like you asked your husband for a divorce. <laughs> Eleven years was a good run. <laughs> uh, so he came over and he was a like um, a cocktail boy. He was giving away samples of. Um, he was a promotions kid giving away samples of uh, some sort of hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dead giveaway that he was straight was he goes, "Hey guys, I also have some beer koozies." Um, uh, they're rainbow colored. <laughs> it's just I just thought that like only a straight boy would describe something as like a pride item as rainbow colored. At least it wasn't like, hey, you're fags. You like this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just think that that is such a straight tell to call something with the flag on it rainbow colored. But if anything's gay enough to have a rainbow on it, I think it would be something called a koozie. A koozie. Whatever. Pride is so corporate. Yeah. It's uh, ridiculous. It's it's annoying. Um, I yeah, they have like rainbow Oreos, rainbow Cheerios. If yep. you go into Target, it's like a rainbow exploded. Oh, everybody's logo is the rainbow version. Yeah, my problem. I'm I, I'm I'm fine with it until it's like, hey, wait a minute. Like I'm not too crazy about cops beating up trans people and then marching in a parade. I'm not crazy about Google, uh, uh, who owns YouTube, putting up all these pride logos and then not taking down um, alt-right um, homophobic attacks, uh, people like if attacking homophobic people. Like there's just right. some like hypocrisy that's like annoying me. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. I hope that there's a backlash soon. Yeah, and also, guess what, gays? All of this normalcy where everyone, where the whole month of June is about how great gays are, it is making gays bland. I still want to be an outcast. Thank you. Nobody, like, what? what is Pride even anymore? It's just like a month-long fucking holiday. Yeah. What does it mean anymore? Yeah, when where's my uh, reparations? Like, I want to get some kickbacks for all the times that I was bullied. I should get free rainbow Oreos. I feel if you're gay, anything with a rainbow on it, you get to just take. Just take. Give it to me. I'm gay. It's rainbow colored. I'm gay. I'm like, here's a picture of me sucking a dick. I'm taking this. <laughs> that would be great. I would be great. love that. Anyway, um, I also was out late last night drinking... Um, well, I wasn't drinking. I was smoking a lot of weed, but it was out okay. very late at a gay bar. And I've noticed that the youngins, uh, 
people were like literally this one bar back he was beautiful but he literally was dressed as if he was from 1989 and with like stonewashed jeans that looked like mm. with like in the MC Hammer like kind of puffy on top and then they go I've in seen it. Oh, to yeah. the bottom and he had a cut off shirt and poofy like sprayed hair with like a poofy bang and a huge mustache and the thing that annoyed me is I was like, if I tried to dress like this, I would look like a child molester. Yeah. But this young hot guy dresses like this and he's like the new hot thing. It's unfair. Yeah. It's unfair that beautiful people can wear whatever they want and it just looks hip and cool because they're beautiful. I think you can get away with wearing something like that because your greatest accessory is confidence. Honey, I could be as confident as I want, and I still would look like a pile of garbage. <laughs> okay. That's why we are on podcast, which is an audio-only format. <laughs> I have a face for podcasts. You <laughs> <laughs> should you have a face for podcasting. <laughs> um, but let, let's let's move on into – let's stop with this gay stuff. We got the Q part of CBQ. Let's get into the CB part, the okay. comic book. Uh, I have a quick segment that I would like to call Fast News. Fast news. Fast news. This is news I'm going to give you, and we are going to fastly talk about it, but it's not important enough for us to dedicate any more time. Because we Hit spent with it. all last week talking about Dark Phoenix. I just want oh, to God. follow up with this news article that Dark Phoenix director Simon Kinberg has apologized for the film, and he said uh. that all <laughs> blame should be put on him. And to him. that I say, okay, the Good. end. The end. We're we done. did it. <laughs> We're done. Good. Anyway, We're done. we were yes. there. We're, we were there weeks before you, yeah, Simon. Yeah, we already put the blame on you, so oh, we're good. But don't worry, friends. There's a petition to release the kind the uh, the Simon Kinberg cut. Kill me. Stop it. Just stop it. What? What do you think that he left out that would right. be put in there to make it better? People are people are like, you don't understand. It was a whole different cut until Disney swooped in and made Captain Marvel. It took place in space. Yeah, okay. It would have been the same bland nonsense, but in space. But higher up. I think it literally been higher it's, in the sky. It's the same thing. It would have been the same junk. Space. And then they were like, you don't understand there's supposed to be scrolls in it. Great. Same bland personalityless alien. Except now they have a name scroll. Gr- cool. Nothing would have been different, fuckers. And it wasn't supposed to be scrolls. There were. Sp- what do you mean there were supposed to be scrolls in it? They oh, that was er- they don't early have, reports. They don't have the rights to the scrolls. We don't know. Early reports did say that the aliens were scrolls. Well, that's just because they were. That's just because they were. That's because they were just shape shifting. Bland. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it, it's, it would have been the same thing. They would have had maybe a different name. Okay, if there were scrolls in it, fine. It would have been the same bland nonsense. Stop it. Um, I did watch. I did the first thing in a long time this weekend. I saw a double feature. Like I saw. I almost two, did that. I oh my god! I almost did that. In a row. Oh my god! But my business travel changed, and I couldn't do it. I was uh, going to see Men in Black and The Dead Don't Die back to back. I have no desire to see what is that men don't die i have no desire to see that jim jarmusch i don't i'm not a big jim jarmusch fan neither am i and i'm not and i am so over zombies so let's be like hey want this tired director to show his take on zombies nope 
Sure. And then all of that Bill Murray, like waxing poetic over Selena Gomez is makes me want to barf. He basically is like, she's so great. I mean, if I was younger and I'm like, stop it. Stop it, Joe Biden. Ugh. Um, I saw Booksmart and Late Night. <gasps> How was Booksmart? Booksmart is probably the best high school movie in the past, like, maybe three, four years. Oh, it's my God. amazing. Watch it. It's so good. Late Night was a movie. Is that Emma Thompson? <laughs> yes. As a late night? Okay. And written by Mindy Kaling. It just felt like, oh. it felt like a sitcom pilot. It did not feel like a movie. Oof. Which makes me feel Mindy Kaling should stick to TV and not well, movies. You know, well, you know what she's campaigning to, to do, to helm, to create, to, to show run? Uh, Miss Marvel, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say after watching Late Night, no. <laughs> oh. I don't think she has the, the, I don't think she has the chops for making a big movie. Especially also, she was in that disaster, uh, Wrinkle in Time. Whoa. That was really what bad. A disaster. <laughs> it was really bad. Oh, so whimsical. <sighs> um, moving anyway, on. Yeah. What else is? I that? watched. I watched the little Jessica Jones season three. I am so. On I. You're just. You just. You're just too fast for me, wasn't it? When did it get released? Really Friday. Yes. Yeah, I just haven't gotten to it yet. What? Let's I'm talk. five episodes in. Now let's talk about it. It ended with her mom dying, season two, right? Her mom. Yeah, dies. and remember how? Does she kill her? No, I she's can't remember. In the, she's in the Ferris wheel car with her, and like, it's she. You thought the mom was going to be on the brink of murder again, but the mom was like cool, and she was connecting with Jessica. Oh yeah, and then they and shoot like, her in the head. Yeah, Patsy did. Yeah. Oh, so they Patsy. hate each other. <gasps> so they hate Patsy. each other. Patsy. Oh my god, Patsy. Patsy. So episode two is all about Patsy. Mm. So she's full on Hellcat. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong? I don't know. What's wrong with Hellcat? Hey, what? Patsy's- what is Hellcat doing in the comic book world? I don't know. She's just MIA. Yeah, she is. Um, she had her own book for a while. That was a like fun a book. book. Like it was super yeah. fun and silly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but in Jessica Jones the TV show, she's kind of being really annoying. Um, white privilege. She's kind of being super white privileged. Yeah. She is just like Jessica. Let me do it. Jessica, let it go. I shot your mom in the head. So what? <laughs> <laughs> like like that. But it's like. So it ends with season two ended with her like accidentally or instinctively catching her phone with her foot. Yeah, showing that and like she's flipping like, it back in her hand. Yeah. yeah, that she's all hellcatty now. It's a little misleading because she does like I can see where they're going in that she needed to learn how to use her powers, but there sure is a whole episode where you've got a good twenty minutes of Patsy like trying to do flips and parkour and stuff and just landing on her back and her face. So she does not have any powers. She does, but she doesn't really know how to use them. Where she did spends she, like a year. Where did like, she get her powers from? Wasn't she like she in some kind of like lab? On. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Op- what did they, I? I need to watch the second season again. It is not coming back to me. She was operated on, but what did they end up doing to her? It was like a power broker thing. It's like he knew how to give people powers, and he's the guy that experimented on Jessica, I believe. And 
So it looked like she the the operation was killing her. Remember, it was like all those needles went into her right. back, oh, and like yeah. she started coughing up blood. Right. And Jessica broke in and stopped it. Well, it took. All right. Um. So anyway, so it's it's like a lot of build up. They finally introduced the villain in episode four. Jesus. Three long episodes of of no villain. Here's the thing. Okay, it's the end of the an era. It's the end of Netflix. Um, these episodes should be thirty minutes long. <laughs> uh, oh, they're an hour. They're an hour, and oh, God. there's so much Carrie Ann Moss, and there's so much Malcolm. Does the she former. still have cancer? ALS. Yeah. Oh, ALS. Yeah. yeah, it's just there's a lot of these characters who it's like. They're they're fine characters. I'm seeing way too much about. Them. What about her hot Latin neighbor? Uh, they address where they are in terms of their relationship. Okay. So who's the villain? It's fool killer. Flu killer? What? Fool. Fool killer from oh, the comics. Fool killer. I've never heard of fool. F O O L. I like flu killer. <laughs> it's just orange juice. <laughs> Uh, it is Fool Killer, um, who is a storied kind of you know villain. Oh, they tried to make him like Deadpoolish, like like funny, funny villain. What are his powers? Uh, he's just like a suit. You know, he's not really just. He's just highly trained. You know, one of those highly trained serial killers. Is that cute Asian guy who's like? Is he in it still? No, I don't know who you're talking about. There was one. It was like he was like another PI that was like hired. Oh yeah, yeah. He had the good body. Yeah. No, he's not in it anymore. Well, fuck that. Fuck that. Speaking of what? Asians with good bodies, no. But uh, before we move on to the next thing, is there anything let's move else? On. Okay. No, let's move on. Speaking of Asians with good bodies, um, <gasps> let's talk hope, about yeah Black Mirror. Yes, striking vipers, Black Mirror, season five. Um, Who is that guy? I think wasn't he the wasn't he in Power Rangers? I don't know, but I that body. I think he's the Asian Power Ranger. Okay, well that body, that body, that face, that everything, the guy, the he Oof. is so hot, and that one sex scene where it's just like his pants are down, so you just see the top of his butt yeah. crack. Yeah. Ah. So, what did you think of the episode overall? I feel Black Mirror jumped the shark with San Junipero. I felt I felt that it was like I feel like they're just overusing this idea of like the little side thing in your brain like that the, like it was like Yeah, the, the temple the, the the temple technology that puts you in this other world. I think this is an interesting plot where these two best friends forever, two black men, which, you know, goes into the whole entire DL, all of that uh, masculinity. masculinity, and they are playing this Street Fighter game. Someone is, that's the actress from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, it's Mantis. Mantis, she, she like one plays the like the girl, the other one is like the, what's his name, Ryu? 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 Uh, yeah, Ryu. From, Ryu. Um, yeah. And they're just fighting, but then out of nowhere, they just start like making out. 
And then it's all that like, well, I'm not gay, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. But then they keep well, yeah. on playing the game. They're and playing then, a video game. And then and they're fucking go inside in the video, the video game, game yeah. where their consciousnesses are in the video game characters and they feel pain. They feel the fight, but they also feel the fucking like they just get into the video game. They don't even fight. They just fuck. They just start fucking but, like the second time they do it. They just start fucking. Yeah. <laughs> There's no and pretense then, about wanting but to then fight. Here's the thing is, is they uh, never play different characters. And the one guy is always the girl. And yeah. then he, the other guy just basically stops fucking his wife. And she's all like, what is going on? And, uh, and I think for me, that was where the weird thing is, is I felt there was an opportunity for it being like, why don't, why doesn't the other guy play the girl? Why doesn't, like, I'm just curious as, like, why did they only, why did they stick with the same characters? I've, I was confused as, like, why that happened. I mean, you always play the same character. When, <laughs> like, you always have, like, when you play Mario Kart, you always have your, your character. Yeah, but if my characters could <laughs> fuck, then I'd want to fuck. Okay, let, but for real, if you. Well, there was, like, a love thing happening, too. Yes, but in the beginning it wasn't. So that's what I'm saying. In the beginning, if you found out, hey, I could fuck, we can fuck on this, I would try to fuck every character. And later on, when, when they stopped, the other guy kept on like getting fucked by all the other characters and was getting other guys to fuck him. And then here's what weirded me out and bothered me, is when they met in real life... Yeah. And they decided to kiss, and they didn't yeah. like it, so they weren't really gay. I didn't. What? I didn't like that. That weirded me that out. That seemed like it. That seemed like straight from like, like a 1970s sitcom. Like it was so basic and dumb. Yeah, I didn't like that. I thought it was. Yeah, dumb. me neither. Okay, we just have to kiss, and if we like it, that means we're gay. Like what? No, don't. Because that's the one thing. Is like, oh, I don't like it in real life. It's like. But in a video game, you want a man fucking you, like railing you, but then you wouldn't like it in real life. Like I could understand if if the 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 Falcon was like, no, I don't like this because I because he's at least fucking a woman. But the person right. getting railed by all the male characters is like, I don't like it in real life. I was like, what? That makes no sense okay. to me. Okay, you're a bottom. Yeah, right. So embrace it. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it was weird. And then it ends with them. Um, I will say it got the most interesting when they like she invited him over for dinner and he's basically like, come on, let's fuck. Like, that come was, on, let's fuck. That was kind of temple, let's yeah, fuck. Yeah, that was kind of fun. And then she's like, what is going on with you boys? What, it's you too. <laughs> Lady. Uh, yeah, uh, but then. You boys. So it ends with them with this new deal that on his birthday he gets to fuck his friend and then she gets to go get boned by somebody else. Yeah, some guy she met in a bar earlier. Yeah. She had to turn down because she was married. Cool, they opened up their relationship. What fun. Um, I don't know. It just felt like straight nonsense writing queer nonsense. Yeah, it just, <laughs> I felt, I was just kind of very like uninterested. I feel like the last good Black Mirror for me was the, the Star Trek one. I didn't like any of the other ones from that season. Oh, I liked Metalhead. Oh, I didn't see that one. I think I was so annoyed with the other ones I didn't watch that. The one. black and white one? Yeah. That one's cool. Isn't it she just being chased by like a like a metal dog? Yeah. 
Um, like one of those military robots. Did you watch any of the other Black Mirrors? I didn't watch any of the other ones. I did. I watched them all. Um, I heard. Okay, the, I love the that gay, the gay guy in real life, Moriarty, and who's in Fleabag. He's in one of them. Yeah, hot priest. Yeah, hot priest. Uh, I heard that one was really bad. It's 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 okay. Um, it just kind of it just gets weak as it at the end um, when yeah. they introduce Topher Grace. I think is when it kind of veers left into okay. This wasn't nearly as cool as I thought it would be. And then the Miley Grace, like Mark one, Zuckerberg or something. Yeah, kind of. Only like more of a hippie. Okay. Uh, and then the Miley one. Remember, you and I saw the trailer, and we were like, "Oh my god, that doll is gonna like whisper in that girl's ear until she kills herself." Yeah. It's so not that. It's like such the opposite tone. It's kind of like a weird superhero adventure. Okay. It feels like it was written for Miley Cyrus. Like, it, it feels like Miley Cyrus's people called the Black Mirror guy and were like, look. She's like, hey, y'all. Miley hey, y'all. Really I just saw Black Mirror her. and I just yeah. really like it. I thought it was just, like, really great and all. Like, and I, like, um, I really want to do Black Mirror. Like, I want all these, like, fucked up things to happen. Like, <laughs> I, like, really, really, really love the Twilight Zone vibe of Black Mirror. And I really, really, really want to be in it. Oh, my God. That's what it feels like. Did you like yeah. it? I mean, it's cute. But you're right. Black Mirror does not leave you with that disturbing heebie-jeebie anymore. This whole season, none of the episodes end on that like note of, oh, God, technology is the worst. Uh, it, it kind of feels like Black Mirror doesn't really have much to say anymore. And es- it is all written by the same guy. And especially because Black Mirror was it's which i you were the one that exposed this to me because i was a dummy i didn't realize black mirror was the reflection of your phone when it's turned sure. off because i'm dumb but now yeah. it should be yeah, called we really cracked that code but now they really need to change it to side temple should be the new <laughs> name of the fucking tv show because there's no one uses a goddamn phone anymore next on side temple like, USS Callister didn't even end on a horrific note. Yeah. Well, I think after they saw how San Junipero could end happy, they were like, yay. Because I will oh, tell you okay. this. One of the ones I hated, which I almost stopped watching the show after that, I hated the first episode. Oh, hated in, uh, in the name. The pig, the pig the, fucker. The pig fucker. Yeah. I just was like, I don't believe for a second that he would ever do that. And I don't believe for a second that the world would ever expect a president to fuck a pig. I don't think that would ever... No one would be like, oh, why aren't you fucking the pig? Like, no one... Also, I don't (laughs) think for a second he would ever be able to get an erection to fuck the pig. How do you get hard? I can't even get hard around women. I know. Oh, he can get hard for a fucking pig? Like, that... It just did not make any sense. I hated it. So fuck you, Black Mirror. <laughs> side Let's, temple, you mean? Side, you mean temple. side temple. Fuck you, side temple. What? Um, <laughs> what? Is there anything else? Any other shows? Nothing on TV. I guess we should talk about some comic books. Let's talk about things we hold in our hands and read. The tattoo on my dick. <laughs> Um, yeah. What does it say? Uh, 
it says, um, um, what was that? <laughs> are you going to go for that dumb joke? Wait, was are you going to go? There's this joke right I'm just going to say the end the Jamaican goes, joke. Yes, and mine says, Welcome to Jamaica. Welcome to Jamaica, have a nice man, and have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you know that stupid joke. What was? What did the other person say? Wendy? It was, isn't it Wendy, his girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. The one guy. It yeah. was like, Oh, does your we, dick say if, Wendy too? And he goes, No, mine <laughs> says, Welcome to Jamaica, have a nice day. Oh, the trope that black men have larger dicks. Oh, God. I Horrible can't believe we... I heard that joke from... in Baltimore. I hate that we both have heard that joke in... That oh, I heard that have... joke when I was in, like, third... Yeah, yeah, grade. me too. We're the worst. People are the worst. All right, before we Humans go into comic books, what was the first dirty joke you ever heard? Uh, It's too long to go into, but it ends with... Um. Yeah, well, just Patter, do... I... <laughs> yeah, I was saying, Pitter Patter, just I ran across the room. Yeah, the punchline. Pitter Patter, I ran across the room. Ah, uh, I hit my balls on the bedpost. That's the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I <laughs> okay, mine's even weirder. Okay, this is the punchline to the first dirty joke I ever heard, and it's um, mommy, mommy, turn on your headlights. Daddy snake is crawling in your grass. God, just the punchline of jokes is so funny. Oh, anyway, comic books. Oh, I want that to be like my my like my stand up bit. Is I get up there and I just, just do, do the, the punchlines, punch just do the payoffs. Oh, that would funny. be a fun Jeopardy thing, and then people buzz in and have to be like, "What is?" Oh yeah, to do the setup. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good game show. By the way, tangent game shows huge right now, huge comeback. I watched. Press Your Luck, I watched Card Sharks, and I watched um, uh, something after that. Oh, uh, Batch Game. They're um, all back on TV. Is, how's, how's Press Your Luck? I always loved a good whammy. No whammies, no whammies. You, here's what I love about Press Your Luck, the new Press Your Luck. They did not update the whammy animation. It's the same, like, crappy kind of, like, like two frames a second yeah, good, <laughs> animation. Good. If it's, I mean, who cares? It's great. Why, it's amazing the whammies the are adorable is. and hilarious all over again. They're, I say whammies in the new Minions. Oh my God, they should make a movie. Um, so Pressure looks fine. It's hosted by Elizabeth Banks, who I it's feel like is worst. a little bit stilted. Yeah, I hate her. Yeah, I think we overvalue Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, everyone's That's like, just me. but she directed Pitch Perfect 2. And I'm like, have you seen Pitch Perfect 2? It's a pile of garbage. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, Fuck that you, was, Elizabeth and, Banks. Uh, card Sharks is an hour long. I'm like, do we need that much Card Sharks? But it's hosted by Joel McHale, who I have the biggest crush on. Yeah. And then Match he, Game is fun. He pissed people off at Drag Race. He was a host oh, on Drag Race, but he kept being like, as soon as they would walk out, he'd be like, yeah, shake it. <laughs> and he was like <laughs> catcalling them like like a douche, yeah. like like construction yeah. worker. Like a straight guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, comic books. Comic books. Um, should we start with our ew books? Okay. Ew. Ew. Uh. I read a DC book. We read DC books. I kind Starting of... with this. Okay. 
event Leviathan. I want to get into this because okay. it's a big event. I read number one, but you've read some setup stories. Is Bendis writing this? Yes. Okay. It's Bendis and Alex Maleev, like classic combination. I mean, we're talking Jessica Jones combo here. Okay. Writer-artist combo. So, basically, the, do you want me to talk about what I've read so far? Or do you want to get into yeah, you and yeah, then ask me and, questions? Yeah, it's classic setup payoff. <laughs> <laughs> so, from what I gathered is that, okay, what's the woman who runs a Suicide Squad? What's her name? Amanda Waller. So, Amanda Waller and Lois Lane's dad are like big spy people or whatever and they meet up and then it turns out um their meeting was like not they thought that they each arranged the meeting and it was like wait i didn't arrange this meeting and it turns out it was a setup and then this person is going around trying to assassinate all the big spies all the big government agencies and uh things start getting crazy and then the dad is in the hospital amanda waller is in the fortress of solitude with superman and lois lane she and uh, Jimmy uh, Olsen, they end up going in disguise. I don't know if, how they have different, like, if they have, like, the Nightcrawler illusion things. But they're dressed as different people, and they're in disguise, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Frankly, I got a little bored, so I was skimming through those parts. So, uh, and then Amanda Waller, she runs away from the Fortress of Solitude. And meanwhile, there's this woman, and I think maybe she's an established character, but she's like one of the head spies, but then it turns out she's the bad guy. And she's, even though she's in the agency, she's the one that's like trying to kill everybody off. And uh, a guy who looks like Rorschach, but isn't Rorschach, um, is... The question? The question. He is guarding Lois Lane's dad. And then in the end, they, it, it was like one of those things where I complained about it the last time where it was like, one of these four people is Leviathan. Leviathan is the guy in charge of all of the craziness that's happening. And then I was like, snooze. This is boring. Oh, okay. I remember you telling me about this now. Is any of so, yeah, that play up. into that? All of it. Okay. All of it does. It's, um, it opens with Batman investigating the destroyed Argus facilities yeah. headquarters okay and it does go into the fact that like all the major intelligence organizations spiral uh the other ones um were all taken down were all destroyed wiped off the map yeah. everyone who worked there is dead and the, the places are destroyed batman is investigating and stumbles upon lois lane who is also investigating does she look like um, lois lane or is she in disguise no it's totally her okay and they're talking, talking, and yes, oh no, 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 I'm sorry. And they find the the sole survivor of the explosion, and that is Steve Trevor. And mm. Steve Trevor basically, or Batman basically, surmises like everyone's gonna think that it, Steve Trevor's like everyone's gonna think I I'm Leviathan because I'm the sole survivor of all of this. And also, everyone's going to think you're Leviathan, Lois Lane, because your father and your husband were both attacked. Uh, they had kidnapped Clark Kent, evidently. Yeah. But he escaped. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you and I are suspects. Um, so, you know, we better disappear or something like that. Um, Steve Trevor actually tries to sh kill Batman and Lois uh, at one point. Why? But they are saved by our next... 
uh, I, just because he's like, I don't trust any of you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so random. But he's um, tased by Green Arrow, who comes out of nowhere. And then it turns out that the question is spying on all of them. So you've got like the assemblance of detectives happening. I got to say, it was it felt like a short issue. It, I turned the page thinking there was a lot more story and it was over. Hmm. And it's only six issues, so... I don't think they have much story to tell. <laughs> Listen, I'm always like, things are too long. And then when, when it's just the right length, I'm like, hmm, seems short. <laughs> There's no pleasing you. How many is are None. you giving it? Um, It's intriguing. I'll give it ew, ew. Okay. Ew. Two and a half ews. All right. We'll see what's up. Two and a half I... out of five, five being the worst. I did read the other Superman, like the regular Superman, which is picking back up with uh, that whole uh, Zod and that Zod and that other monster guy. I forget what his name is. Doomsday. Something with a Z. That guy that the guy that blew up Krypton. Oh yeah, that guy. And I'm probably gonna get this wrong because I, I I missed a few issues, so I'm kind of confused. But anyway, it turns out Zod is with the the bad guy. What's it, Zargus? Zardus? Whatever. Let's say let's call him Zargus. And Zod is bad. Let's call him Zippo. Let's call him Zippo. Zod and Zippo. So Superman's dad, who is what's Superman's dad name? Jar Jar L. Jor L. Jor L. And then Supergirl, Superboy, Crypto, and Superman. Oh are all fighting Zargus and Zod. And then you see Zod and Superman, they're fighting. And then it's like a kind of like a super speed thing happens. And then you find out later during the super speed moment, they actually like went into super speed and, were, and he was like talking to him. And basically he's like, I'm playing, but I'm a double agent. I'm actually on your side. He blew up Krypton. I need to kill him, but I need him to think he's on my side. Blah, 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 blah. The real bad guy who knew all along that Krypton was going to be blown up is is your dad but then superman goes and he goes are you my dad though or are you and then he goes are you my grandfather and i didn't understand what that meant what does that mean that he's not it's not his dad but it's his granddad what jor-el is his granddad not his dad i had i did not understand what that meant so i'm very confused but apparently there's a circle and there's someone who's kind of like Lalandra who like runs the galaxy, like the head of the galaxy, some woman. And she was all down with covering up the blo the blowing up of Krypton. So Supergirl's like, I'm going to fucking kill everybody. And she has the staff of a Zargus that makes him really powerful. And she's like, now that I have this, I'm super powerful and I'm going to like take everybody down. And she takes the Superboy and Krypto with her. And then... Uh, Jor Jor-el and Superman they're going off to kind of figure out uh, and and tr figure out the whole Zargus thing and then battle him. And then in the end but the whole grandfather thing really threw me for a loop so I was very confused. Very confused. Someone help us tweet at us what we're missing. Yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, I'll give it an ew ew ew. It's still written okay. well, but I don't know what the fuck is going on or why I should care. Oh, Bendis. Um, Bendis is a great writer. You know who else is a great writer? Who? Mark Russell, the guy that writes Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. That's so good right now. I love it. It's so good. Do you know what he, he also wrote 
the Flintstones and Snagglepuss, by the way. Oh, that makes sense. I see that. This guy's worth a damn. This guy's good. Um, Wonder Twins is just it's number five, right? It's just so delightful. It's so well written and just goes into some real big topics. Yeah. But stays intimate with our favorite Jan and Zana. Mm-hmm. Zan and Jana. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, probably my favorite Zan fight move ever where um, the bad guy goes to take a drink from a water fountain and the water is actually Zan. Yeah. <laughs> and he kicks him in the face. Yeah, that was pretty fun. And then Jaina like was just a lot. Like doing a zoo attack with kangaroos. And I like and that red, the kangar- <laughs> red, flag yeah, red flag is there because she he's like, she's not texting me back, so I'm part of this fight now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so smart. We got a, um, a heel turn, a villain turn from one of the characters we've been following and talking about, Jaina's best friend. Yeah. And uh, overall, it's just very smartly written. The League of Annoyance is great. And Scrambler has gone, has used her power of the living internet and used Scrambler's power so that he can now, by the, using the cloud, he can now switch anyone's consciousness. So he's switched yeah. a million people's consciousness. And they have, what, 30 days to make world peace happen? Or he's going to scramble everybody in the world. I mean, Scramble's not a bad guy. I think that's kind of amazing. That's kind of it's great. kind of amazing. I really love the Scrambler. He's been a great villain this whole time. But the one thing that I liked that he said is that he's like, oh, don't worry, I didn't do any like airline pilots. I love see it's smart writing. So he just it's thought of like, little... so I'm not gonna like crash an airplane to make sure no one dies. Like it's just very like smart. The best part about the scrambler is that he has an egg as his logo yeah. and his supervillain costume, but it's a fried egg. Yeah. <laughs> Scrambled egg. Uh, I never even <laughs> thought of that. <coughs> yeah, but if you had scrambled egg, no people would be like, Why do you have a yellow blob? Like, what is that? You can't have a scrambled egg. Yeah, no, it works. Did they? Even did any, does anyone made that joke yet? No. Someone needs I'm to make for that it. joke. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. You know your egg is fried, not scrambled, right, Scrambler? <laughs> so that one, that's a great, that's a, ew. Ew. Half an ew. give it one, not even, not, yeah, half an ew. It's so it's great. Good. It, I love it. Very smart book. Very smart writing. Let's go into Marvel. Do we have to? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. let's we go read in, very different books. Let's go into World of the Realms stuff. Uh, yes, we read different please. War of the Realms things. I saw the cover of Superior Spider-Man. I don't like Superior Spider-Man. I don't give a fuck about Doc Ock being Spider-Man. It's annoying to me. It's stupid. Is he still in the body of Peter Parker? I was just going to ask you, like, is this is this pulled from another timeline? Is Doc Ock just still... Who it... I don't know because he's had his suit on the whole time. So I don't know what... Like, is, is it Otto Octavius under there? It is Otto Octavius. But I don't in know body, if it's I mean. his body. But he looks like he's... Otto is always fat. And gross. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. 
But the reason I read this, because on the cover, I saw Quentin Choir. So I was <gasps> like, I'm reading this. And it's basically, there's shit going on in L.A. And Superior Spider-Man sees uh, that the, the Kate Bishop is off on her own, the journey into mystery thing. So all the leftover West Coast Avengers are still together. And they're fighting yes. all of the World of Realm stuff in L.A. And Superior Spider-Man ends up going there to try and help them. And guess who gets along famously with Superior oh, Spider-Man? Oh, our little trash boy, Quentin. Quentin? Because Superior Spider-Man will say these, like, kind of evil things. And Quentin's like, you know what? I kind of like this guy. Like, he keeps on saying, like... <laughs> and everyone's like, he's evil. And he's like, I kind of like him. <laughs> The person who wrote it uh, really got the character characterizations, and it was really fun. And it turns out he was just trying to use... Uh, um, he basically was like, all of you are garbage except for Miss America, because she can use... trans. He's like, we need to use her trans-dimensional power to like, send these people away. Yeah. And then he basically was like, we're going to use the, her trans-dimensional power to actually go to the other realms and like take the fight to them. So uh, it's fun. It's just fun seeing all those characters back. And they really laid hard into uh, Gwenpool uh, being uh, a comic book character, like knowing that she's a comic book character. Oh, cool. And so she's like, no. And they're like, we have to do this. She's like, no, you don't understand. We're not the main focus. So this is clearly a crossover event. And they're like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, this is a crossover event, but we're just an ancillary story, which means we're all dispensable. It means all of us could die. And so it's this thing where she, and they're like, what are you talking about? And then Quinn's like, oh, she thinks that none of this is real and it's a comic book. And then Superior Spider-Man is like, what? And, but in the end, like she, but in the end, like her thought of like the way they have to play this, in the end, they're like, actually, that makes sense. (laughs) But she's like playing it as like, she's like, we're an ancillary thing. So what we're going to do isn't going to have a huge effect on the whole plot of the world of realms. So we need to just focus on this one small thing and we will succeed. Like it was kind of brilliant. Uh, so I, I thought it was hilarious. That's great. I tried um, to, re- I, was... I tried to read uh, the agents of Atlas one and I just think it's really boring and convoluted. Yeah, me too. And there's too, too many new characters and I am okay. I am not saying this, this is going to sound racist but it is not because they are all Asian. I know what you're going to say. But They're hard to discern. All the characters are drawn very similar. Like, their costumes are too similar. And I yeah. don't know who is who. And none of them have distinct enough personalities yet. Or and names. They didn't need to have... There's like 10 people. That's like too many. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they just wanted to, like, have... We need someone from the Philippines. We need someone from Thailand. We need someone from China. We need someone from Japan. Mm-hmm. It was like... Just start small and then maybe slowly introduce the other characters, but they introduce them all and it's just too confusing. Yeah. Yep. Um, I agree. I did not dive into that too deeply, but I did dive into War of the Realms Giant Man number three. You were just digging Le- this. You know, I got to say, it's um, Leia Williams and Marco Cassiello. I think this might be my favorite comic of 2019. Oh, so Jesus. That's saying a it's lot. It's just. It's because I, I, I feel it. I, 
care about these characters and I care about this little mission, this little adventure, like just so a little bit more than I typically do when I read a comic. And I think it's just because of the characterization. Um, Leia Williams does such a good job of just keeping track of how these four guys are individually feeling, um, what these four individuals want, like what bothers the... It, you're just you really get to know these four guys in such a limited amount of time character arcs in a comic book what (laughs) yeah it's like she just she uses the limited space that she has very effectively to get you to connect with each of the four giant men and you and 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 they're so different from one another um so this one's super fun it they, they it's she does such a good job of crafting this kind of like a video game at the same time where she keeps track of what the next piece of the, what the new objective is. It's like mission, climb the mountain, you know, mission, sneak into without being detected. It's all of like these little mini adventures and each one of them goes wrong and they have to save it. And are they still in disguise as the giants? Yeah. So they're all, they're still in blue body paint dressed as frost giants. They do a very good job. Very smart. The artist of, he gives them each a different helmet. So you can easily identify who is who. Oh, cool. From from so you know like Scott Lang is the one who's got the Ant Man type frost giant helmet. And Atlas is the one who's not wearing a helmet but has a giant nose ring. Uh it's cool because she delivers things that you would expect from characters like Bill Foster's nephew, I think it is. Um who just it goes into how he holds his uncle in such high regard and how his uncle Goliath always seemed as this just like pardon the pun bigger than life guy and how this adventure has changed his perspective on who his uncle was and then just other random things where like you have Atlas who's kind of like a dimwit jerk off criminal who any little moments of honor nobility depth just means so much more. So basically, like their their whole mission is to assassinate the frost giant god. And when they find him, they realize the frost giant king or leader. This is Loki's um, dad, you know, right? Loki's dad. He's got the god um bound, chained, imprisoned. And you learn that the frost giants, the way they are created, the way they're birthed, is they're all chips off of this giant ice god. So like anytime his body like chips off, he's made of ice, a new frost giant's formed from that ice chip. Weird. So they're harvesting chips off this god to create more and more and more, what are these primal frost giants? Are they born babies or are they born adults? Uh, I think they're born babies. Okay. But I think they gestate quickly. Okay. Uh. And so they break in, they find this, they're like, shit, this is fucked up. They also realize that the reason all the women and girls have disappeared from Florida during the War of the Realms is because they're all being imprisoned as like these weird midwives to, to raise these frost giants. You would choose um, Florida women? <laughs> I know, right? So then... Uh, you find out the person who made the deal and arranged for all of the women to be taken and used as midwives is Moonstone. So when they break in, it's pretty awesome that Atlas is like his former teammate, like his former girlfriend. 
He's just like <laughs> I thought <laughs> it's Moonstone the best was line. a lesbian. No, that's not. No, that's no, that's Moon Dragon, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Moon okay. Dragon and Philovel. Moonstone yeah. is one was on. Uh, she was the bad Dark guy. Avengers yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Wait, so what was what was the first main big comic she was in? What was that called? Thunderbolts. Um, Thunderbolts. Thank you. All right. They were it. they were both original Thunderbolts together. Yes. Atlas and Moonstone. So they get in, and he's like, he literally goes, "What the fuck, Carla?" Like, I don't know why that line. I just started cracking up. That he's like, it's his ex-girlfriend. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Anyway, it's pretty great. Um, right when, like, all hope seems lost, one of the midwives just yells, okay, now! And just grows out of her robe and its stature. Who oh, Scott yay. has been we looking knew, for. You were, we were saying, like, she's definitely going to show up at some point. Yeah, so it turns out she's been undercover. So here's the weird thing. She gets all big. She saves the day. Here's the thing. She has giant wings, like wasp wings. I was like, what? So I was reading. She had been going, uh, she just did, like, she was in a book where she's no longer stature. She's now Stinger. And she would shrink down and had, like, wasp Ant-Man powers. Oh. I had no idea that she was Stinger for a while. So which now, which comic was she like? Which team was she? Ah, uh, I on? forget. It was a thing. It was like a one shot. But or then something. there's there's but aren't there two other wasps? Yeah, there's Nadia, Pym, and then Janet. And there's Janet. Yeah. And so do we need another one of those? But I guess we have five fucking four giant men. Jesus right. Christ. Right. Uh, anyway, it's just it's very cute. Scott's reunited with. Stat with Stinger with Cassie, um, it just there was like one line where like they free the they, so they decide to free the Ice God and let him just like walk into the ocean, uh, and there's like the, the the last lines are like what each character is thinking as they stare out into the ocean and see this giant god made of ice just like slowly disappear into the deep, and the thing about Atlas was like. Um, and, you know, and Eric, when Eric saw the, the enormous God, you know, slowly walking into the horizon, he realized that God is probably more of a place than a person. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I love these little lines like that. Wait, it's so is, is the ice God dead? He just walked off into the ocean. So there's no more ice giants no. then? All right. Well, there's the existing ones, the yeah. thousands and thousands of existing ones. Yeah. But they're not making any more new ones. Fascinating. <clears throat> it's really good. It's just, it's so funny. Like, these four guys are all such dicks. And it's just so funny. Love it. I also read yeah, really um, uh, The Champions War of the Realms. I didn't and, read that. How was that? Uh, uneventful. But... Um, the thing that is cool about it, and I ended up going back and just reading it, I will say, I don't understand why did they reset the numbering? I don't know. There's literally, it was went to 27, 28, and then they just restarted it at one. And looking at it, it's not even like, oh, it's a whole new team. Like, not really. Same. Yeah. There's no reason. I hate when they do For shit sales. like that. Yeah. But there's like, at least have like a, some kind of reboot. It literally just picks the story up. And it's the same thing. 
Uh, I read it because I, I, it's the crossover with Scott. And you were telling me about that scene where, you know, Ms. Marvel is like, hey, you don't know, but yeah. Scott, and he's oh. like, he's like, bitch, I remember everything. And you're my he's friend. Like, I remember my friend. Bring I it in. Love that. But then he, I loved it. But before that, uh, dust was not sucked in when the X-Men disappeared. And it turns out they they were they were saving like previously before she met before Scott came into it and the world of realm stuff was happening, there was like a mutant attack and the champions like go to like protect like these mutants that are being like it's some protest that's turning violent the anti mutant protest, and uh how do you say her name Soraya Sor- Sor- Soraya dust dust. Dust, they're about to, like, desecrate some mutant statue, and Dust is basically, like, everyone just back off. And everyone's like, no, and she's like, all right, fine. And then she just makes this huge dust storm and is, like, attacking everybody. And then they come in, and they're like, hey, you need to stop. And then she's like, well, they're attacking me. And, uh, and Viv, Vision, is basically, like, kind of has a connection with Dust um and they're fighting and then basically vision vision is like okay well you want to come with us and she's like okay and then miss marvel is kind of like i'm the leader i didn't say she could come so then the next couple issues she's kind of like i don't know who you are and then she's like just tagging dust is just tagging along and you realize there's like a tension because she's a different type of muslim and there's kind yeah. of like a weird tension there of like, she's like, I don't know. I don't trust you. You have the burqa on. I don't trust you. And then finally, like after this world, the latest world of the realms, there was like a battle. And then it's kind of like, she finally realizes like, oh, you're a good, you're a good guy. And I'm being dumb. And then she's like, you, you're part of the team. And cause Dust was like, do you not want me here? Should I right. leave? Because I want to be on this team. And then she's like, "No, no, you're you've been helping us out. You can be on the team." But they they never actually said any of the Muslim stuff. But I felt like there was that is like there underneath, and I want them to kind of address that because I think that yeah, is, it's got to be. I think there definitely is because it's like why else would she suddenly have this animosity to this other Muslim woman for no reason? So I do like the idea of having a stricter religion version of, like of Islam, versus Ms. Marvel, who's a little more lax, where she doesn't have to cover her head, and that kind yeah. of stuff. So I'm very interested to see that kind of dynamic play with her on the team now. So I'm excited for that. I love that. Yeah, she's got more. She's a more traditionally religious existence, which probably brings up feelings of guilt in Kamala. Yeah. And there's a new plot line with Nova uh, where um, he apparently there's some girl who like young girl who is like super strong and she basically wants to kill Nova for revenge. Like she, mm-hmm. like they had some kind of fight and he humiliated her. So she wants to kill him. But he lost his powers again. They took his helmet away. So when she goes to kill him, he's like, I'm just a little boy again. And she's like, no, no, I can't kill you as a little boy. I'm going to help you get your helmet back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you and help you get your helmet back. So I can kill you. And then as soon as you get it back, I'm going to kill you. And I am hoping this, like, it's some kind of, like, maybe, like, they, like. Romance, your favorite. Although I love that. Enemies become lovers. But he's, like, (laughs) ten. (laughs) <laughs> yeah true and they're so, straight so who cares yeah 
but I do love, I love the idea of a plot of like, I have to murder you, but I need to get you your powers back. But now we're going to fall in love on our journey to get the powers back. So when you get the powers back and I have to kill you instead, I'm going to have sex you. with you. That's right. You kill you with sex. Love it. Kill me with love sex. It. I think that's I all love the world it. of the realm stuff. Yeah, um, which brings like there's still space stuff because I read a fantastic book, Silver Surfer Black Number One by Donny Cates and Tradmore, which I, I gotta say, why is it highly too many recommended. colors? Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Too many colors. Is it silver? Not enough or is colors, I say. Well, here's what happens: what it? He Silver uses Surfer his Black, power. the Red Dawn, and the Yellow Awakening. <laughs> like what the fuck? It's rainbow colored. <laughs> Um, Why is it black? He, so, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but there was an incident in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 where most of our spacefaring heroes got sucked into a black hole. Um, and most of them made it out except Silver Surfer. When did this happen? So, this book is about what happens to Silver Surfer in the black hole. Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Like oh, okay. Months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. That series is on, like, issue five now something uh so during number one during thanos's the reading of thanos's will the black order attacked and like moon dragon phyla surfer better a bill nova star lord groot they all got sucked into a black hole is this the same uh, nova from champions so anyway this is silver surfer's like very trippy no, it's the original oh nova. okay all right got it's it. Richard so it's yeah. like what so he's in like a trippy black hole world yeah, and it's super cool. So what happens, the reason it's black is because he's... Um, in a black hole. He's in a black hole. But also, at some point, he uses his power like in this like crazy, like, must use all my power, and he creates a star. Uh, and when he does, his hand turns shiny black. So his hands are black and the rest of him is silver? Yeah, but I think it might spread. So he's basically like the, it's doing the Spider-Man symbiote storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he meets some like cosmic God. Um, some Cree God. No, no, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good story. It's really trippy and weird. Really weird. Is it like Miracle Manny? Um, cute. I actually was going to say, like, not since Miracle Man do I feel like there's been, like, a, a successfully weird book. Um, but I think Silver Surfer Black is that. I'll read it. That sounds good. Weird. Although I yeah. never yeah. gave it's a shit great. of a fuck about Silver Surfer. Really? I always thought he was fairly cool. I just felt like the idea of, like, oh, I got this surfboard, but I'm in space. Like, it was really stupid. Oh, I always thought he was really cool. Anyway, yeah, he's very like it. just because of the whole Mike Allred associate, like how Mike Allred's been drawing him lately. I just associate he's he's the trippiest Marvel character, I think. All right, super trippy. Cool. How yeah, about how about the cool. how about I, the X Men? How about those X Men? Let's go into X Force because I know you didn't read it. I sure did. Oh, you did. Because you saw Rachel with the to. Phoenix Force, and you're like, I got to read Because I saw that. the cover. <laughs> Stupid. Rachel Gray. 
the worst. Basically, this is all this this run is pointless. I just wanted this to run, end. It feels like this book should be called Cable. I don't know, or like Cable stuff. I never cared for the Cable mythos. Yeah, I don't care either because I like the idea of making him making him the son of uh of you know Scott. But then when it was that when he that that what is it this the Adventures of Cyclops and Jean Grey, yeah, which Slim is, and Red, all that, all of that is dumb. Which is what this is. It's basically in that mother world, Ascani. and I don't care. I don't uh, care. Uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping that Rachel merges with Mother Ascani and just stays there, and just stays like in like just floating, uh, just appear once in a while. Hello, it's me, Rachel. Oh, hi, Rachel. What now? The future needs you. Okay, we know. Yeah, let them. Yeah, get get rid of that. I'm annoyed with. It's just pointless. Like, and don't put the phoenix on the cover. Why? Why is she given Phoenix on the cover? Don't do that. She has nothing to do with Phoenix. Yeah. Just sales. And she's wearing her old Excalibur sales. outfit. Which she doesn't oh, wear inside any, in the book. Like, what? Anything that works. Anything that people like, used to like about Rachel. Put it on the cover. But that's what I hate when people are like, let's put this on the cover, but it's not going to reference anything that's actually inside the book. That won't piss people off. Um, here's what'll get this run to be my favorite run is if they kill Rachel at the end of it. I know that's why I'm just hoping. Or don't kill sh- her. Murder's horrible. Well, well her, just have her merge with mother, mother Scani and not come back. Bye. And that's it. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Bye, Rachel. See you next time. See you next time. Some writer wants to bring uh, all of this inane mythos back that has always disinterested me. Always. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. And then, I don't give a fuck of a shit about Rachel Gray and Nathan Summers. I mean, I like it in theory because it's cable. I mean, it's Cyclops stuff, but I don't need a book about it. Yeah. Um. Although I think he's coming back. Like I think there's. I don't know if it was like a past thing, but I saw some picture where it was like, like I think he's coming back to the present time and there's like meet up with Cyclops again. But I could be wrong. Oh, could, like cable, cable. Yeah. No, I mean, well, just like they're like the end of this run, they're probably going to go back to the present. So I think there might be um, some final because th- whatever, because Uncanny's ending. So there is some kind of I'm just interested in what the resolution is. The Age of X-Men is coming to an end. This is the last issue yeah. of Marvelous X-Men. And I still don't know what the fuck is going on. They basically found out, and then Nate, the, uh, Nate Gray, the other annoying cable, <laughs> is like, they basically found him out, and he's like, I had to do this, I have to do it, blah, 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 it's my world. I had to do it. It's me, I am the world. Okay, whatever that means. And then it's like, all right, why, why, why did we just read five issues of this? Why? Why do you have to take away love? Has that ever been explained? No, <laughs> it hasn't no. been explained why they had to, why no one can be in love. It makes it's no so sense. True. There was never, there was never a moment like leading up to this story where it was like, gosh, if, if only these people didn't have emotions and familial relationships, everything would be fine. There was never a moment like that. Like, yeah. why? 
Why strip away love and sex? Why? Yeah, you know what calms the masses? Fucking. Maybe he'll explain it. In Omega, but at this point, which I predicted, that there's going to be X, like Age of X Men Omega, where everything gets wrapped up. We go to, and the only reveal is it turns out is Apocalypse knows that it's a fake world, and he's in on it, which doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, he sure did kill Moneta though. But like, is she real? I don't. <laughs> Like but that's the other thing I want to know is this world. all what of are these are, the people that aren't X Men that were dragged into this world are they just made up people? Are they real? Are they like not real? Like, like if, so if she's if she's dead, is, was it like just a thought that died? Yeah, and then we go to the Age of Extract, Age of the the Age of Extract. Uh, what Apocalypse and the Extracts? Uh, Genesis is killed. But then later, I oh, don't really? think he's... Oh, really? I didn't read it. He gets killed by uh, um, Omega Red. So and... is this like Freddy Krueger? If you die in this, you die in real life? Well, no, because then this in this reveal, you also see he's with uh, iBoy. The whole time iBoy's like, he's like, something's going on with me. And I now, I just see everything and it's just going where he's just like, I'm in this pocket of this world. I can see what's happening. I see everything. And then he starts, he's like, but now I can see everything apocalypse is doing. And he sees apocalypse with Nate gray and he, and Nate and Nate gray is like, you're messing things up. This isn't how things are supposed to be going. And then apocalypse is like, I understand why you had to take Genesis off the table. It's okay. I understand. So in, he didn't say murder. He said you had to take him off the table. So it sounds like I'm just pulling him out of this world. So I don't think he's really yeah. dead. But okay. it's stupid. That's stupid too. This has been literally the most pointless run ever. It's just a shame. I just wish... Uh, I don't know. It, like if it's, It does feel pointless. Um, Especially because they did the but, Age what, of what X. What do you mean... The fact that they just did, less than 10 years ago, they did the Age of X, where Legion created a yeah. world that they were all stuck in and didn't realize they were in it until they yeah. did and then put it back to normal. And now less than 10 years later, there's Age of X-Men, where Legion's help creating a world that they all don't realize they're in. I'm like, this literally just happened. And it's not yeah. interesting and not it's not done any better. It's like the fucking Simon Kinberg of like, oh, let them do this idea again, but worse. We don't say that name on this show. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say that name. Anyway, it's stupid. Um, I'm just yeah, glad it's almost it, over. There's one issue it just, left. It of sucks a to call it pointless. It sucks to call it pointless because that makes some sort of assumption that things are only valid if they tee up something else or if they've got like some sort of meaningfulness in the in the big mythos of, but. It does feel that way. And I think it's just because we're, we're just not enjoying the story. It's not fun. But that's what I mean. They're, the point of it could be, here's an amazing story to tell. And it's not even doing that. Yeah. The story doesn't make any sense. It's not that. It's not even that. It's all just like, here, we're going to do 15 issues that leads up to us murdering and killing off Nate Gray. The character that no one gave a shit about and wasn't even in anything since the New Mutants back in, like, 2011. 
Huh? Fucking over. Huh? Get it together. Then we have to get Hickman. I'm They're so, about like, to. Not, They're I, about to. I know, but I'm so, like, I know you're, like, you've drank the Kool-Aid, but I'm so, like, ready for this to be awful. So I'm just convinced it's going to be awful. It'll um, be good podcasting because we're going to fight over this shit. Yeah. He did say uh, something about, like, he made Hickman on Twitter made some statement about the upcoming run. Something like, all of your fan theories are, you know, just really out there and wild and you're all missing the mark. Um, and I think he ended his tweet with like, that being said, I crushed it, which makes me feel like it's not good. I know, <laughs> I right? I think he's, bra- I he's bragging it? too much, but we'll who see. The, who the fuck do you think you are? But you know what? I'm going to hold, here's what, I'm going to hold judgment because there's another person that did this and he did, who who acted like that, and he did exceed my expectations. And that's Peter David, an X Factor, because Peter David would do that thing where rather than uh, talking about the plot in the beginning of like what previously on X Factor, he would just talk about himself and his personal oh, life. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he was like, yeah. <clears throat> oh, just to let you know, in the next few issues, the most insane thing that's ever been done in a comic ever is going to. <laughs> and it's going to change the course of and this is going to be the best-selling comic and it was like crazy and you're like what the fuck are you talking about what an asshole and then it was the one where madrox absorbed his baby and i was like okay you got me that was that was amazing (laughs) you did it so maybe he maybe he did crush it but i don't know the fact he was like i'm crushing it with my plot line with moira mctaggart boo moira mctaggart yeah, you know what I want with the X-Men? A non-powered Scottish woman. Yeah. Fuck that. We'll Fuck see. that, bitch. Don't judge. Don't judge. I've been reading through... I've told you I've been reading through all the X-Men. I've hit around issue 300 where Lobdell comes in. God, yeah. he's awful. Ooh. It's, like, painful. Yeah. It's, like, painful. Yeah, it's real bad. Oh, it's so bad. I just look back at, like, Jim Lee and Wills Portacio... Mark Silvestri, they all decided to form Image Comics. And at the same time, I just never realized that they also just literally took a complete dump on the X-Men. Yeah. They literally fired Chris Claremont, the person who had been writing the book for 15 years, so that Jim Lee could have carte blanche to do whatever he wanted and he did it for maybe, what, eight months? And then was like, bye! What a f- Is that when he started Image? Yeah. Ah. Like, they, yes. he only wrote it for eight months without Chris Claremont before they fucking bolted. Is there a take, is there a historical take on the formation of Image whose thesis statement is essentially... They were a bunch of egomaniacs. Because they didn't they last like long Marvel at Image either. Control. They yeah. didn't last long at Image either. And so it's kind of like, what is... And now, like, you see, like, Will... Is it Wills or Wiles? Perta- I always said Wills. But Wills, he's now back drawing some X-Men comics and stuff. And you're just like, oh, what have you been up to for the last 20-something years? Nothing, yeah. you idiot. <laughs> and then Jim Lee, is he's, he's the head of DC now, right? Is he? No, that's Jeff Johns. 
No, but he but Jim Lee is like a big major player in DC. He's like a oh probably like an editor like a like a editor or something. Some, yeah, and I'm sure. I think he's garbage. I've decided he's garbage because read and reading the X Men after Chris Claremont left, and then he took over writing the X Men. He's not that good. I never thought of him as a writer. And Chris Claremont. That, I feel the trauma of him being taken away from the X-Men. He was never able to write anything good again. <laughs> yeah. It ruined Marvel everything. and the X-Men will ruin you. Yeah. Ask the guy who did The Gifted. I'm sure he's traumatized. Oh, God. I don't blame him. Oh, did you know who wrote the, the season finale of The Gifted? No. Simon Kinberg. Get the fuck out. No, I'm just kidding. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Woo. God. Well, I think, are we, have we approached the end? I think we have reached the end. Lovely. Lovely. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this special pride episode of Comic Book Weird's Legacy. It's not, wasn't about pride. It was about comic books. Uh, I am your host, Brett. This was Jeff. Um, we would love it if you would give us a rating on the podcast app or however uh, apps are sold near you. Uh, please, if there's anything we got wrong or if you'd like to fill in some of the gaps of our knowledge from this episode, uh, like what's going on with Who's He, What's He and what the latest happened with that character, tweet at us. Uh, let us know how ignorant we can be sometimes. And remember, if you read comics, well, then that makes you queer. queer. Uh, happy Pride. Happy Pride.